0: All right, Matthew, welcome to episode 116 of the Performance Advantage podcast where we bring sports science to the people. With myself, Dr Will O'Connor and Dr Matt Miller. Matt is the founder and creator of BreakAce, the world's first break-sensor software combo for you to hashtag own the mountain. And myself, I'm now, I guess, specializing in running hashtag fasterwithdata. You can follow us on the Gram on our websites and YouTube and everywhere else and what do we do Matt bring sports science to the people that's right and one of the ways we do that is through online courses you can purchase those through training Peaks University if you're a training Peaks fanboy or fangirl like many of us are or through performanceadvantagepodcast.com
1: You forgot to mention, Will, actually. We're talking about burnout, overtraining, those things today.
0: But you forgot to mention, you're a mountain biker, too. Well, yeah, I didn't say I was... uh, I said I (laughs) worked mainly with runners. I don't work with mountain bikers. That's that's your job. But (laughs) yeah, now now especially, uh, Matt, maybe we could get into this, uh, because I'm injured. Uh, I'll be doing some more mountain biking. That's full show. Yeah, sweet. Let's do it. Because we rode yesterday. That was pretty fun. It was. Um, So... Oh, Matt, you've been overtrained. You've worked with overtrained athletes. You've been burnt out from non-training related activities as well. Like, what do you want to cover here for our listeners, knowing the the Spotify stats we get of the thirty-five to fifty-year-old, seventy percent male audience? <laughs> I just want to let
1: everyone know that it's normal and it's okay. I think maybe we can talk about, you know, because we talked actually a lot about overtraining. We have a overtraining episode and we get, actually, I get a lot of DMs, people asking about overtraining. Yeah. Um, Because I think that episode really resonated with a lot of people. But burnout is like, sometimes goes hand in hand with overtraining, but maybe not always. And I think everyone experiences burnout, but everyone feels
0: like embarrassed to feel burnt out. So define burnout.
1: I don't know. Well, I'll define it for me. Maybe it hits everyone else differently. But for me, yeah, because actually this is an important distinction to make because I think I hear a lot of people say burnout,
0: and they mean that they were tired. That's what I mean. like Because we're not necessarily talking overtraining per se, right? No way. I'm thinking more
1: emotional, mental burnout is what I'm thinking. Like when you can't even look at your bike for me. And like I've been there. It's terrible. I think it's the worst feeling
0: ever because Do you remember when you did that race not long after you got here and you were a big dog. You know, you ran your own MTB team and you had your your name on your bike because you were a giant sponsored team. So your giant bike had like the American flag and your name on it. And you were so embarrassed, you just like ripped your name off. I don't remember being embarrassed about the sticker, but I wouldn't. no, you were but embarrassed you about your performance. Oh, yeah. Ah. I don't know if I've ever
1: really been that embarrassed about my performance, maybe, but maybe when I was really burnt out, like I was, like forget this. It was bad. American flag, Matt Miller, <laughs> giant rider, <laughs> right now. It's funny because I still have a, like a pack of those stickers in my toolbox that I've been carrying them around for like the last ten years. Like that's never going on my bike. <laughs> I'll be able to keep track of it myself. Thanks.
0: Well, hey, aren't you a citizen now?
1: I applied for citizenship. Yeah. I'm yeah. I signed cool for you. So oh, me. yeah. That's, that's right.
0: Yeah. I'm on the hook, man, for you because I did your gun license interview. Yeah. And yeah. then I vouch for you to be a citizen. So if you <laughs> start shooting neighborhood cats, I'm going to look real embarrassed. Yeah. Don't worry, man. I
1: just shoo them away. <laughs> real okay. calm like. Have so, you ever been burnt out? Okay. Yeah. Actually, that, cause that's how
0: I define burnout. Have you ever been burnt out? Um, yes and no. Look, one, I think I get burnt out in different facets of the sport. Uh So I did Ironman in 2016, I believe, 15 or 16. And that, like, that was it for me. I, d- I was a one and done guy. And this is coming from, like, I don't even know how many 70.3 or half Ironmans I had done. Like, a few years of five or seven a year so like heaps i did ironman i was just like that was it that was kind of it for triathlon for me like i by and then that was where we were getting into the crux of like our phds you know and uh it was just like i don't want to do these five hour time trials anymore i don't want to do like it's not that i didn't love riding my bike or anything i just i don't want to do this training so that was when i switched to ultra running and then most recently i did an ultra marathon i came third you know and i i was trying to get under eight hours and i did i blew up a bit I, like i went for it i knew it was going to be the limit of my potential did like eight hours 40 but i came third but in it i was like i'm over this mm-hmm. like i don't need ultra running in my life anymore like there were all these things that it provided for me in different points of time and then it was just like i don't like i don't like i was yeah i was stoked to finish but there wasn't that like massive sense of achievement and like overcoming adversity it was kind of like i got if you listen to my the running with dr will podcast i kind of spoke about it we I got to 30 cases ago and that's where the rubber meets the road you know it starts to get grippy and uh i just and that's where you generally ask a lot of questions of yourself like okay oh can i do this and i was like yeah i can do this like i know i can i know i can put myself deep in the hurt box i know you know from that time you saw me by near kill myself um i just had nothing i was like ah, oh, i can do this so I did, I put my head down, grinded it out, like, finished, was stoked, and I was like, I don't. So now now I'm doing trying to do track racing, like 1,500, 5,000, and uh, because, and even now, um, there's this ultra, oh, there's like, we got invited to this, like, adventure race in China. It's like, um, you know, we'd done it a few years back, me and my wife, and it's pretty good prize money. They take care of you kind of thing. I was like oh i can't imagine like doing this long stuff again like i was so into it now i just like i don't i can't even i don't even i can't be f doing a four-hour run anymore it's weird because i loved it i absolutely loved it but now it's like i don't want to don't want a bar of it yeah how does that make you feel that you don't want to do it uh like maybe a little disingenuous now that i because i coach so many work with so many ultra runners and uh and marathon runners because even now i'm like oh marathon training that seems like a big step up from at the moment like my longest runs two hours uh yeah and then you know this is a kind of an aside but do you feel sometimes when you're coaching someone how influenced it is by your current state of mind i really try to not let that influence anything so i make a very conscious effort to to not same because i noticed a few years ago i was like depending on how i was going it would influence my like yeah you can keep training because i was training well and then Mm -hmm. when i'd been burnt out or i got an injury or i had really poor race performances or something along i'm like we should re reflect on this (laughs) it's like um yeah but i can see how if you weren't Cognizant of it, it would completely it could it could really influence your decision making and opinions. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But um so in terms of burnout, like I see it all the time. Okay. So I work with the athlete, you know, they invest time, energy, and money into like working with us. And at some point in time, whether that's six months, one year, two years, generally it's around 18 months to two years, I find they're like I can't do this anymore. Like I don't, the, the, the real novelty and fun aspect of trying to get X time in the marathon or take off their first hundred mile, hundred K race. And then it just like, they're like, Oh man, we are setting this plan and I'm like getting busy and I'm not really enjoying it and I'm not following it anymore. And, and, and I try to front foot that a bit by being like, Hey, you're all good. Like, do you want to take a break? Cause 'Cause it's not and they get worried like I'm gonna lose all this fitness and blah, blah, blah. But I know what do you have to say to that?
1: Uh I would say I don't see it a lot. I try and preempt any burnout because I know like that's the the ultimate disaster because of how it feels. Um so I definitely have learned to be like really hands off when I sense that someone's getting tired and they need a break. When they need a break, they kind of are encouraged to really have that break. So, yeah, I definitely try and preempt it to make sure because I want everyone to just like have a a lifetime of enjoying the sport because, real ultimately, like that's what it's all about. So, if I go so far, like in my role in their journey, if I go so far as to like make them hate riding. it's like it's a bad thing and that is a big major concern just because of how i felt so i mean maybe we should talk more about like our stories i guess about about how you you want to talk about feelings yeah 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 because it's that i mean that is the that is what this is that is burnout burnout isn't like a physical thing it's all intertwined but yeah it's about like um it's about how you feel which affects everything it affects how you feel when you uh exercise as well oh uh, okay go okay I'll, I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go i'll go a long long time ago in a place far far away in new zealand so if you're in new zealand it's not very far away because you know it's close but if you're in somewhere else it's very far away anyway man when did i start racing Two thousand one, two thousand one or two thousand two. It's a long time ago. Those, yep. the
0: The aughts, like just after Y (laughs) two K. Yeah. Do you remember Y two K? Do I remember Y two K? Yeah, man. I yeah. The computers weren't designed to roll over to triple (laughs) zeros. We thought the banking, like it was like the AI. You know, it's (laughs) always a doomsday scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were like, okay, well everything's going to blow up. We're not going to be able to get petrol from, from the petrol station. Like, you know, because none of this, none of this computer tech, you know, technology, quotes, technology couldn't handle it. You know, those, those new MacBooks with the uh, colorful back.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, those the, were IMAX, cool. the IMAX yeah. with the,
0: the transparent colored yeah. back thing. They weren't going to roll over to two zero zero zero. Wow, yeah, so, that, was, that was a scary time. So I started I started racing after that. People were, like, pulling money out of there, you know? Like, they didn't have crypto ready to go. Like, they were just bank running.
1: Don't worry. In 20 years, we're going to look back and laugh on some other things that we were, like, really concerned about, too. Like, <laughs> oh, but... No, I'm not going to say that, but, that. Wow. We'll see what comes next anyway. But yeah, okay. there will be plenty any of right, things to right, laugh okay.
0: at. So you, you were racing okay. around Y2K.
1: That's a long time to race, right? Like 2001, um, traveled a lot around the States, mostly driving. And we raced a lot over there. Doing like a couple regional series. So you're racing like at least a couple times a month. Two or three times. Sometimes four times a month. Traveling, doing some national series races and those kind of things. Riding a lot. Like it was my life riding was my life like that's all i thought about it's all i did that's it um i did know like every year like when the winter would roll around that i needed a break because sometimes i just kind of didn't feel like i felt like doing something else which for me that was like hunting so i'd go hunting until i turned vegan but that's another story (laughs) but uh, the so like i always made sure like
0: down on veganism so
1: yeah well I would always take like at least three weeks off and it got bloody cold over there, you know? So it's good to have a a bit of a break. But anyway, like, you know, did that for 15 years. Came to New Zealand, um, was racing, but things were super busy. Like doing a PhD in mountain biking, uh, trying to uncover things with power meters and accelerometers and brake sensors that we're working on writing a lot writing thesis writing papers teaching teaching at the time and also coaching i was coaching maybe like 10 athletes and they were all doing great like multiple national champions and those kind of things and then for me like that was what i did on my spare time it's like also mountain biking so you can see how like it was my entire life forever and like all my friends i knew in new zealand like i didn't have any friend that wasn't in the space in a way in some sort of a way Mm -hmm. and it just got to the point where like i didn't want to hear someone talk about like a bike like i couldn't i literally could not bear it i just felt sick like hearing someone talk about a bike looking at a bike i felt like ugh, i just hated it and it, it was like a really bad time because that was my life It's like, it's a weird thing because like, I couldn't like, what was I going to do? Like change my PhD, like lose my friends, um, find something else to do. Like I didn't know what else to do and I was super lost for a long time. So, you know, at least a year or so, I didn't really touch my bike and it felt bad because I felt guilty. I felt real guilty. And, you know, a lot of things had kind of led to that point. So not only was it like bikes were my life, but also I was taking part in your study at the same time, too. And I bloody had to train on that stupid <laughs> Wahoo kicker three times a week uh, and do a long ride every weekend. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was like kind of legit training yeah, as well. Um, and I just got to the point where I just didn't didn't want it. Didn't want it at all. And it felt so disingenuous because I'm talking to athletes all around the world, trying to help them get better, working on this PhD, and then trying to like not be a dick to my friends when they're talking about the best tires in the world. And <laughs> it just all kind of came crashing down on me and I just hated it. So like what that led to for me is like a huge drop in fitness, a huge drop in because I stopped, basically stopped riding and kind of st- And I didn't want to do any other exercise either. That was the weird thing, because so this burnout kind of affected, it affected everything, everything. And I don't, yeah. And I guess if someone's never been to that point, but they might not understand. But I do think everyone kind of gets to that point at, at some, at some period. Now the difference is, and the difference for me was that I didn't have a way out. Like there was nothing, there was no path that I could see to get out of it. So the only option was to kind of uh, stop it like completely. And, but it didn't leave. It never left. This whole bike thing never left because it was every other aspect of my life still. So even though I stopped riding, it was still affecting every other part of my life and I couldn't get away from it. So it just led to like a really unhealthy relationship with exercise, riding, and it felt bad for a long time. It took a long time to get out of it. And obviously like I'm through the other side, but I definitely approach things a lot differently now. And I think everyone goes through that in some way. But the benefit that a lot of people have is they have a life outside of their sport. And their life doesn't revolve around it.
0: Yeah. But when it when it's the escape mechanism Was for so many people, like, uh, like I got burnt, I got overtrained in COVID because it was like we just had a newborn and we're locked in like a two bedroom house. And so I was like, you like, there's you go for a walk, but there's like, I'll go for a run, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll run. Like, it's, it's, it's time of in the forest it's time with nature like it's time alone it's it's nice it's like um you know we weren't sleeping a lot (laughs) like it's parents out there can relate like you know james would be like 12 weeks old if that when we went into that full full full-on like you know everyone's arguing over whether you can go a block away or two blocks away whatever like full lockdown so it's like that's like the escape like ah i get to it's what I've always done, right. Being at one with the world and my body and my mind. And it's like, and then, and then I went too far and I was like, Oh man, I'm like a bit. Cause we started making that call our first course, you know? Yeah. And, and so, um, we were, it was just an, int- again, an intense time. And then I got cooked and then it was like, Oh, well now I've got, and I know other people relate to it. I've gotten now I've got like nothing to out outlets. So when you, even if you start to get burnt out, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this. There's like a big fear of like, well, what, what do I do? Like, what do I, how do I, like, am I going to start like getting into gardening or like, what do I, you what, did get which, really into your lawn. at I, that time. Man, did I get into my <laughs> lawn? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, rip, yeah, that was fun. That was, that was a good vibe. That was a good vibe. Uh, so you can't like you can. There are like things you can you can get into, but the that that like dopamine, catecholaminergic response that you get from physical exercise is addictive, and so it's like this, this uh, like a purgatory of like uh, where where am I? I'm in like nothingness of like I need to do this. I don't want to do this. I feel attached to it and opposed to it at the same time. And so it's just saying you need to take a break. I can see this all the time. Like you need to chill out to, to the people I work with. You need it, like, oh, yeah, but I I just want to, it's like, because you can't stop. It's not, it's like unhealthy to just stop for two weeks. So
1: it sounds like, um, Hmm. it's interesting because you're you're kind of talking about overtraining that they go went hand in hand with like you not wanting to do it
0: um no no so actually what i'm saying because i still want to do it what i'm saying is um that you can you can be burnt out on it right like uh me with ultra running whereas i I don't want to but i still really want to exercise Or even if I didn't, right? So I get, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this thing anymore. I don't want to do mountain biking anymore. But then it's actually like a real big outlet for you. It might be that time you've been allotted in family, work, time that's just for you. Yeah, so you get three hours on Sunday and you get a couple different sessions during the week. And that's like your time for exercise. And then you're like, okay, well, now I hate mountain biking. And I'm in that zone of like I don't even want to exercise, but I, I really don't want to stay home either because it's, it's my time. <laughs> so, so it's like, how do you give up on your time? What do you What do you give away? It's um, something we're just talking about now with because uh, Emma's got to have surgery, and it's like, well, she exercises way like way more than me actually. Um, so we can't just assume that because she gets back and she can't exercise, she doesn't get her own time, right, and so I think that's a real challenge for people when you're like, okay, I'm working a shit ton, and then I've got, like, all these family responsibilities, and maybe just, like, home ownership responsibilities, so running mm-hmm. and training for an event, whatever it is, biking, biking, swimming, is, like, my time, and now I hate that, so what the hell am I going to do? That's like that's the real issue with burnout. Because then you like, what I've done in the past is like put it all in back into work, right? Like I will take on some more clients. I would like generate some more content. It's like okay, now nah, I'm burnt out on that.
1: What's yeah. that? You know, it's funny when I was uh, overtrained,
0: I still like really wanted to keep going. This would have been. This was the issue. Like we've talked about. Like that was my massive issue. Is like. I wasn't injured. I was just ridiculously tired. So I just Mm. wanted it. I wanted to be better for anything. And I'd put too much into it to bloody turn back. Right. And I didn't have good guidance around me. So, and I was early 20s. I just leaned into it more and more. And then, like, now I'm like, why didn't I just stop? Yeah. And even when I said I was going to quote unquote stop, i just did less you know like and all these times i'm like looking back like it's being injured now being more mature right in the game you're like hey am i gonna look back on this and be like why didn't i just stop for a couple of weeks like why like you know don't force it it takes a lot of confidence to make a
1: call like that and this is, I guess this is where I see my role as a coach is giving someone the confidence to take that break when you can kind of see it happening or know that it'll eventually happen. It's like, okay, take a step back, really encourage that break because you know that, I always err on the side of caution. And that doesn't mean we take like zillions of breaks because training is really hard. And you got to do it if you want to get better. and people I work with want to be the best versions of themselves but you can always, everyone's always going to need to break at some point so you have to break in at the right time basically and it takes a lot of confidence if you're going on your own to do that at the right time
0: Uh, It's it's challenging, you know, I've worked with a couple guys for maybe like three years now and uh, that's been really really valuable for like me going hey do you remember do you remember how busy december was and we tried to push it we tried we tried to like be like oh december holidays and it's just like or another guy who um is a a dairy farm it's like well carvings not the go man or like august isn't the go uh so like once you get into these cycles you go look let's I know you're motivated and and like in New Zealand, you know, it's summertime, like days along. Let's go for it. That's like, okay, well we know. Don't. <laughs> because we've seen the cyclic occurrences of the massive drop off in fib or like and these other guys like we do an ultra you are feeling good. Let's roll into something else. Bang, like you know, and um but to, to reflectively look back on your own, oh, that's, that's hard because you, you like to think you, you're probably better than you are and you generally look back more favorably on certain scenarios than that was actually the case. Um, because, Matt, how many times have you heard the, the saying like, oh, I wish I was training as well as I did like before this race last year? Yeah. You scroll back. You like. Do you remember? You missed like that whole week because you yeah. you you were sick. Yeah. And you were worried about like. like did I? I remember hitting every single session. Like, <laughs> and like you didn't. You never have. Like, it just doesn't doesn't happen. So now that you're sick again, you know that's the
1: beauty of training peaks. Like, oh yeah, it's yeah. right
0: there. You scroll back, but this is like it's the same. It's the reason why, if you if you vividly remembered that an ultra marathon or any kind of race, the pain just want to go back. Like I'm not doing that again, but you like somehow remember the romance of like, yeah, I did it. Like that was so amazing. It was like hard, but not, you know, and you go back. Do you plan
1: in breaks for yourself? Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah. Not as, maybe as much um i kind of i plan in like just non-specific block of training like you know when i was doing that zwift and and the mountain biking still doing the mountain biking but it was like that like there's just stuff i really really as a as like a scientist and a coach and like a lover of tech stuff i really want to test that i can't test when i'm like going all in on an ultra or a marathon so i get pretty excited to to try out new technologies and methodologies and things but like there's no way i would have a month off you know like
1: there's no way do you think you'll ever hit a point where you don't want to run anymore
0: uh I have no idea. I love it so much. <laughs> like, like just a ridiculous amount of like this guy messaged me, you know, cause I, I put on Instagram that I was injured. He's like, why do you need to run so much? Like just do more cross training. Like you can get, you could probably achieve your times off of far less miles. And I was like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. Like, there, yeah, I could. Like, I could do some swimming and, like, I could do bots, but I, I, buddy, love it. And I always have, like, ever since I was, even when I was playing rugby, I still ran a lot. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Like, I'd, like, sprint 3Ks to the gym, try and get big, and then sprint home. You know, it's it so <laughs> counterintuitive. No, um, that's intuitive, just wrong. <laughs> Or not for trying to get large, yeah. um, You know more now, but I've yeah, I've always always ran, so I don't I don't know what would cause me to to get. I think the the facts that like what you said, where it becomes an entire aspect of your life. But I think like I've made a pretty pretty cold effort to balance my life now like especially because James is almost four and he has nothing to do with running you know sure. like it's and he just it's a real fault like he gets back from kindy at 2 30 and it's like I can't if, if I'm dad Judy like he's not chatting about like we're at the playground yeah. doing like it's a real forced time of doing absolutely nothing no that's not fair and I've had to change my mindset around that. It's like an active engagement with my child. <laughs> yeah. Um but it's it's a it's a it's it's a complete it's just so different. It's different than anything I'd ever experienced. Whereas like before becoming a dad I would get way burnt out on trying to do all the stuff we were doing because there's nothing slowing you down. Right, there's like You just, yeah, there's like me and you, (laughs) and just go as hard as you can, you know? And then you just blow. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, I can't even do this. And you're like, well, you have to. It's your job, and you're the only one who runs it. So, (laughs) like, do you? Well, it's this is so related because that's my other big worry.
1: Like, having been burnt out on my activity, what I now worry about is being burnt out on my work. And, that man, that would be terrible if I felt the same way about my work as I did about my activity, you know, whatever, 10 years ago or something like that, eight years ago. So because, you know, it's funny with, with working, and I see, like, I see, it like, a lot of parallels with training because, man, I go hard. I go hard go every hard. day. You go, I go hard. Yeah. A full, like, from the time I wake up, not i've been better like i don't go flat out until i go to bed but i go flat out until may gets home basically from the time i wake up and some days are better some days are are hard and like because some days it's like i don't want to stop i just want to keep going and you're super productive like everyone knows this like you hit flow and you're like you're smashing out your emails you're like coming up with new ideas you're writing things Obviously, this is very specific to what I do every day. But you know, you're having a chat. You have like six phone calls by lunchtime, and things are going good. And you finish the day, and you're like, "That was good. I'm going to do that again tomorrow." And <laughs> tomorrow comes, and you know what happens is like, "Yeah, it's a shit day.
0: It's it's Tuesday, right?" Yeah. Like, so I just had, yeah, yeah, I, I um. Anyway, I had like four days off work bar like maybe one hour of like some email stuff on friday but thursday friday saturday sunday was like family time we're away and stuff and like month yesterday i was like like going so hard like flow state lost two hours of time just like writing a script for my new youtube video check it out zone two top or bottom um so Yeah, and you're like, and and I I know I went too hard. Like, I went to, I had a couple calls. Like, yeah. And I know, I know, because I measured it. You remember when I was measuring all of my time? Yeah. Like, I've only got 20 solid productive hours in me. Like, I'm talking like creative, absolute productive before it just all falls apart. Um, so you know where we're going with that? Okay. Well, there's a lot of parallels there with training, I think. Because you can
1: train hard for like a couple days or a day or something like that. And then you feel tired. So okay, well it's time to pull back a little bit and maybe do something easy or or something or other. And I don't hear anyone really talking about this in like professions outside of athleticism, but there's so many parallels where like you need those easy days to make sure that the hard days are quality. It's so similar. So like you need to bang out this high quality interval session is akin to you have two really important meetings and you need to write that thing hopefully that's applicable to a <laughs> lot of people so you you know that's hard and that takes a lot out of you so if you want longevity and you want continuous improvement the next day should probably be easy right just to just to make sure you don't like stack off stack on too much intensity to too many days because like, ultimately what you want to avoid is burnout at work too because like that would suck to go so hard at work that you need to, like, find something
0: else to do because that's hard as well. Yeah, like, yeah, this is actually, um, you know, because Emma's getting the surgery, she's going to be pretty laid up for a while. We actually just spoke the other day about, like, how do we not get ourselves in the, in the problem we've found ourselves in by, like, over committing to stuff? Because, like, we... We had this holiday planned last year, and then we like our fa- we got COVID like the day before we were meant to leave, and so we rescheduled because we had booked everything right. So it's like booked and paid for. Some of it was non-refundable. So this is a holiday to Australia from New Zealand. So we like just pushed it to like we should have just cancelled it, right? Because we had allotted this time. I'd done, you know, we'd like, you know, when you plan for a holiday, you do all your work up to you know, everything's planned out, and then when we like threw it in later oh my gosh it just ended up being such a headache of like you know traveling with the kind of what was he two and a half years old like it was just we're always on there's no kindy there's not like we we were and then when we got back we had all this stuff to do because of just life you know and it was like oh okay and then it's like and then when emma went away for a month end of last year i had so much stuff planned like that was December right and I'd set up this Airbnb like burnt burnt out big time like like burnt out on life um kind of like overtraining I guess but and this is things like um that I see where you're like hey look you I mean you're planning to do this race but you're also you also have all these other things coming up. It's like, that's, that's the time to just step back on training or, but like, I'm not a life coach. I'm just focused on what we can control within the, you know, compounds of, of training peaks, really. Um, but yeah, being really cognizant of like planning ahead to go, is like, is this going to be the best time to do an ultra? Cause it's, it you will get burnt out it'll be too much way too much like when you're when you're juggling you know the christmas new year holidays with a business with like a busy peak time in in your area and no school it's like you'll it's going to be you're going to be like just absolutely forcing these runs into these little buckets of time that you have available and it won't be fun after that that just can't you just can't you know you've got a couple different i guess you've got like three different jobs that you do and then within break Ace, you're like the ceo you're like marketing like you're, you're everything and you know how it is well, i wouldn't you're frame like, it that way <laughs> but um but i do the things that aren't engineering well i mean like you're you got to be across different things so but like with if you if everything piles up, it's, it's
1: you'll be burnt out. Yeah. What I was thinking about um, when you were talking about um, when you had a lot going on, it's almost like the the discussion around overtraining needs to be reframed because well, okay, what is the definition of overtraining? Um, I don't know the actual definition, but I would I think it's something to the tune of when you can't recover from the amount of exercise you're doing.
0: So if you're, right, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of like this chronic depletion of resources,
1: really. Yeah, so you can't keep up with it, and then you you stop recovering. So yeah, something like that. And it can happen, I guess, for a lot of reasons. Like, okay, it, it can happen because you're exercising too much. And now too much is defined differently for different people, because for me, too much running would probably be a walk in the park for you, Right. And I could be totally overtrained from like running four times a week. I could be totally overtrained. Um, but also for you, you could be running, let's say, four or five times a week, and you have so much going on that you also stop recovering and you get get overtrained. And this is this
0: is the, and this is the big problem of of burnout. I think, and and this is why, like, because you can do if life's good you're doing your four runs a week taking it off it's like golden and you know you can do it and you're improving and then like whatever happens okay you get a promotion you move house like whatever um then then you can't do let's just say four by one hour sessions of any kind of sports activity and you can't do that anymore like well yes i can like, this is what training is for me. Four times one hour a week. Like, with that now that's too much. Like, this is what I really struggle with. Like, this is, I can do this. I can do X amount of running each week, and I enjoy it. And then when you start adding travel and just whatever else, and you're like, well, now I'm like so tired, but I'm like physically capable. And then you kind of feel like you're, I feel like I'm being lazy. Yeah. You know, like, go, go do it. Stop being soft, get over yourself and go and do it. Um, And that's where you're like, that's where you start to get into that zone of, let's say you're an early morning exerciser. The alarm goes, You know, I don't want to do this. I go, why not? why not because you love it
1: and that's what? when the guilt starts and you yeah. like this self-guilt and self self-loathing it's terrible it's almost like um burnout and overtraining are almost always intertwined because the overtraining can happen um it doesn't always ha- overtraining isn't always hand in hand with an increase in volume or intensity it's just a decrease in recovery in a way and then burnout is because of that. Like, if you're feeling great, you're not going to really be burnt out. I do wonder this sometimes about pros. You know, like Peter Saigon. He's, like, going to retire. He's making millions. He's got to be. He's making millions, right? Millions yeah, yeah, every year. I, yeah, totally. So Maybe he's re- finally hit his number and he has enough money. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's why he's retiring. But he's going to do mountain biking now. He's gonna like tr- switch to mountain biking for next year and ride for the specialized factory team yeah so that's cool he's gonna like stay in it get some money all that good stuff um I wonder if he's like like why is he over road cycling like has he just like kind of clocked it because he's been a pro since well I forget maybe it was like 03 when he won he was young. Yeah, like real 0-3 young, when he friendly. won Worlds in mountain biking for under 23s. Something like that. Juniors, it's, it's, it's been a while, maybe 6 why, why does he think he's like done with road cycling, just kind of bored with it? It's almost, that's like, that's a different discussion. Like being bored with something is different. It's, it's hard to then switch and like figure out what to do next with your life. I can see that. So, but also being an elite cyclist, you need to go through those cycles of training really hard and training's really hard. You need to overreach sometimes and which reduces the recovery that you have. And he's, he's not going to go do the tour without doing some sort of preparation like that. And the tour is really hard as well. So maybe he's just like at his limit for these periods of overreaching, which that then brings it back to like burnout and overtraining.
0: Have you watched the Mark Cavendish documentary? No, I haven't. Mm. Is it good? Mm. He talks straight through what you've talked about. Ah, yeah, okay. Um, he talks about, like, eating disorders and uh, bulimia. Like, this is guy making millions. Millions. Like, winning everything. But then you don't. Right? So it's like, when was the last time Sagan won, like, a, a big stage? from like walking into the green Jersey every year to like, cause he could climb, you know, where a lot of the other guys couldn't climb. So he could easily get through a lot of the back end stages. but, um, and, uh, I'm pretty sure he won the tour of California overall. Yeah. Uh, so what's he done recently? Not I know sure. he got out the ass of world champ MTB world champs. Like, mm. how's that? How's, yeah, that must sting. How's that? Um, and, oh, man, yeah, no stuff being a pro athlete. I see it a lot. Like I see, you know, because I I follow these sports. I have athletes in these sports and follow them so intently, especially like triathlon I've followed so intensely for the last decade. And you see these females, as, especially actually, like some of these phenomenal performances over a couple of years and then just like disappearance or like 10th through 15th and it's like you know kate courtney in the mountain biking like how's she feeling like she won everything everything and then for the last few years she just hasn't been there it's like that just has to be so challenging yeah i think it would take a lot of maturity to
1: Kind of see the value in what you keep doing when you're not where you used to be, you know. Because she's still like it's still her job, and she's still getting paid, and she still provides great value for her sponsors, even if her performance is like two percent down or one percent down from what it was. That definitely must be really hard.
0: Well, it's Nick, it's but, the it's like there is no there's no other profession, you know, if you in in my like you know in our like day to day jobs. It's not like you don't come in, you know, okay, there's no at no point are we getting measured to the degree of like how well you're doing your job as a professional athlete. Now you step on the start line. It's like where you finish today is a direct indication of how good you are at your job. (laughs) Imagine that, every like once a month, or you like you have like this intensive season of like, okay, so I'm an engineer, and I go and it's like, oh you ready for engineers week next week like what like yeah that's where we do all these competitions and we get ranked on how good we are
1: yeah, yeah. you don't
0: like that's bloody and then you you just like um johnny Brownlee, uh two time olympic medalist triathlete at that before the the race his, his dog died and he just couldn't, he just he was just off. He was just off. So like that happens during engineers week. You're like, oh yeah, well, you know, like now you like, you just lost 50 grand of your, of, of your take home pay because you didn't finish in the top 10, which is what is in your contract. Wow. Imagine, imagine that. Yeah, but I don't know. I like the allure of, for someone that exercises. the
1: allure of being a professional is exceeds anything. Like that drive is insane and like you understand it. Like man, that drive to be the best that you can be in the emotional roller coaster of those highs and lows. Those the highs lowest, make those oh, lows. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like worth it. I'm gonna live in Chamonix for the next two months. And then I'm gonna go live in Flagstaff, Arizona. And then I'll come down to New Zealand over the summer. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's man. It's while oh, getting it's free whole- Top of the line, everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a hard life, but I don't think anyone looks back on a elite or professional career with regret that they did it because it's the best time of the best time. Um, just that feeling of competing and looking for the next competition and like to be the best version of yourself. Like a, ride that wave as long as you can. That's what I reckon. It's like because it'll be hard to find something else that comes close to giving you that level of satisfaction and enjoyment because yeah. you're not going to get an office job.
0: Cause you don't have
1: engineering week. <laughs> well, Maybe someone needs to, but I think actually they do have it. It's like, yeah, yeah.
0: But well, you know, like, cause that's where you go. I, uh, yeah. And that, I guess maybe that's where we in, um, a mountain bike race, uh like whatever it is or gravel race whatever kind of race and you go i don't get any of this in my like day to day like i'm i'm not competing at engineers week and uh i'm not going to vet nationals so i'm like i'm my whole like getting the most out of myself is going to center around this marathon or this this long gravel stage race or whatever it is and so you put everything into it. And then at some point, yeah, you like whatever. And then you don't want to do it. Like, cause you put so much into it. And yeah,
1: you know, my relationship, my personal relationship with exercise exercises totally changed as you know, but it went from that, it being my life to now it's like a really great escape. Like mountain biking for me is a great escape. But in case in point, like when we weren't riding yesterday, I didn't really want to ride, even though it was a pretty sunny day. I'm basically a fair weather rider now. I ride when it's nice out, and that's kind of my rule to myself. I don't ever force it. Um, so that that means basically my performance stinks, right? But we get out there, and like I had a great time yesterday. Like completely in the zone on the downhills, like enjoying the climbs. Great, loved it. And I actually I love it every time I go, every single time I go. Just frothing the bike. It's a little harder to get out the door without a goal, and that I guess where goals really come in in play with like your training and things like that but i have a definitely a different relationship and i've come to terms with accepting that this is the relationship that i should have at this point because um i'm focusing more on the the other aspect of my life like my career and the break ace obviously and coaching like i'm putting all my energy into those things so there isn't really space for me to like also focus on a training plan at the moment but We've been doing those Wednesday night races, and when we started them, this was like three, four months ago. I had I wasn't really I wasn't riding at all because that's my time to go hunting. So I was like, "Is hunting season," so I was just basically walking a lot, and that was my only ride per week. But what has been cool since I have my power meter and my training peaks, and it goes way back. I can see myself improving, and that's really fun like that is so fun to like see the power numbers going up and like every week like closer to the the front guys like still like ages ages to go right and it's still in a way like i think like oh i wish i you know could back get back to the old me or or something like that but man it is so fun to see that improvement every week and to like have it quantifiable like normalized power is going up about, up about like 10 or so percent from the first one 10 or 15 percent, which is awesome and like i'm already thinking like once my uh career changes dude i'm getting back into training <laughs> like i already am thinking about it so i don't know what year that'll be like where i'll have that the space to do that maybe in like the 40 plus category so dude like already looking forward to like thrashing everyone in the 40 plus like, right. like at the moment like i'm able to like maintain a reasonable fitness i guess uh which is you know i just need to maintain it for some more years and we'll be ready to go for the 40 plus i'm looking forward to it so how many more years <laughs> <laughs> well who did you a couple more um yeah three more three more years Jeez, but uh it's not
0: that many it's gonna get around around quick well i i can't start
1: training now because i don't have the space for it you know Um, and that's the that's the issue i know like how long it's gonna take to like to get up there so right now it's about maintenance and just keeping my current level and and enjoying it and i know like one day one day yeah we're gonna be back at it and it's gonna be awesome because i've kept that enjoyment with the bike and that's basically been my uh, objective since burnout day one. It's like, how do I get that enjoyment back? Well, I got it. I'm keeping it. So we'll keep rolling rolling with this.
0: Yeah, I try to, like, when someone is like, oh, I will, right, well, I'm going to finish up. You know, I'm like, all right, we have that discussion. I'm like, well, one, don't just stop. This is two ends of the spectrum. If we have the spectrum, stopping and reverting back to maybe old like old ways and then there's the other end of the spectrum which is you try to just continue training all in by yourself because you don't want to quote unquote lose your fitness okay so i've seen two two ends of the spectrum where like oh yeah will's not in my plan but um you know Matt's going for a ride, so he's a bit better than me. I'll go for a ride with him, and then there's like a park run on set. I'll do that, and then like, oh, there's um the the club's got a, a long run planned. I'll do that because you got no plan, you know, and you're fit, and then it's like injury, like, and then you're fully burnt out, yeah. And it's like you need to find this is the hardest, hardest part. Something I've struggled with definitely in points over the last. So I just turned thirty-five and I kind of, I started triathlon training when I was 20, and I kind of half-assed it for a few years, but for the last decade, I've definitely been like all in on on doing this, probably since like 23, I've been like training pretty intensely, periods where it's just like, oh man, if I had just done nothing, not nothing for a month, but like done some mountain bike races, or like got up in the morning on a Sunday and thought I don't want to run and I don't want to ride and I don't want to like, I don't want to do anything. I want to like sit on the couch. Um, I think I wish I'd taken those opportunities at points in time. Kind of like what I'm reflecting on now is like, I want to perform on the track in the summer. So like January through to March. It's like, and I'm injured now. So, and I need to make like, if I just keep trying to train through, because I don't want to, quote-unquote, again, lose fitness, I'm stuffed, right? I'm I'm stuffed. I'm going to stuff up the future. So I might as well take this opportunity to do some road riding, do some mountain biking, what I have done, like, nothing a couple days. Can you imagine? (laughs) Uh, No, I can't. But doing nothing is
1: also hard. It's so hard. It's because you get bored you know like, like you need
0: something and you forget to shower yeah oh yeah yep it's like showers just go hand in hand with post exercise yeah. exercise every day it's like yeah no brainer yeah,
1: not... <laughs> you know it's okay to talk about those things in in like the post-covid era <laughs> <'Cause>, yeah everyone <laughs> understands Well so you
0: got to be in the right circle it's like what do you mean you forget to shower it's like wow get reminded yeah right
1: it, yeah it's it's hard to do nothing and but also like having deal dealt with professionals athletes that then have to move on to their next career it's it's um it's maybe as hard as being burnt
0: out you know what um this is a complete different discussion but the immediate thoughts that I start having after a few days of like going from, 10, 12 hours of running to last week was maybe like an hour total. It's like, oh, I need to watch what I'm eating. (laughs) And shit, I've just gone from, like I'm now doing 10%. Imagine how much fitness I'm losing. What else can I do? Well, I mean, maybe if I control my weight, like, that's going to make it easier to come back. Now I know... And I caught myself at lunchtime being like, oh, there's nothing really for lunch. I'm not that hungry. I'm not really exercising either. So maybe I, and I bloody caught myself and made myself, like I I ate lunch, like a proper lunch. But this is a, this is a bloody trap that you get into because it's like when you're, when it's what you do, you center everything around trying to perform better. And uh, weight for us is like one of those things that's kind of, yeah, depends. People are going to have different relationships with food to, to me or whatever. But like, I enjoy big run, big feed, you know? Okay. Like, or you like, can keep up the big feed for a very, very long time. I know, Many but years. I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you the thoughts. Like, you've had them for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not preaching to like a brick wall or someone who's like, <laughs> mm, I don't know, I, I've never thought about food and that relationship with weight like it's it happens um and and the lack of fitness and like so this period of time where we're talking about burnout and i'm trying to protect myself these are some of the things that i've had to catch myself and doing and trying to go all in on another activity like oh i've bloody broken my arm so i'm immediately going to get on the wind trainer the next morning and do five you know not five out but you know like because you, you like you can't accept that you're just having to take a step back. It's it's like you need like to prove to the world that you can you're still going. Like, what happens when nothing I gets updated on Strava? Do I not exist anymore? Like it's um this is your world, right? It's it's what yeah. we do. Uh and so like I'm more mature now, I guess. And so I'm like taking these taking these more mature approaches to some of the stuff because previously I would have been too attached to the outcome and yeah, which not the process. Right. And so, you know, being injured, getting a sacral stress fracture last. So that's 21, 22, 20 January, 21, 22, like taught me a lot about like, I actually enjoyed the process of having, you know, we did those enduro race or not enduro, but like those club downhills. Um, Yeah, it was, it all works out.
1: Yeah. So if you could sum it up with like one tip for someone who maybe is being burnt out, well, is burnt out or is worried about being burnt out or wants to avoid it, what would your tip
0: be? It's like, I'm trying to think of it. You say yours. Yeah, I think about I how to a
1: mine. that's a big one to ask, <laughs> blindside. I think mine would be like, it's going to happen. So, and it's okay. I think if you just let it go for a period, your joy will come back.
0: Yeah. You no, know, before I say mine, this is times where, I'll get like sick or I'll get like a side injury or I'll get a bit burnt out and I need to take some time off. And the amount of times I've said to Emma, I think I'm done. I don't, like, I don't even feel like I want to run anymore. Like she's like, it'll come back. You know, like I'll do an ultra and I'll have some time off. And, uh, and then I'm like, I don't even want to. And then it comes back. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, So
1: my my
0: advice where you're like man you got that feeling like ah is don't stop just like reassess the the plan like get rid of the plan get rid of the the sunday long run and the the saturday big ride and just like what do you want to do nothing cool do it like do it it's just so Going to make such a big difference in that crux period, like of when you need, like, kind of need to train, right? And also leading into the race, I've found myself in this position a few times, about four weeks out, it's just been smashing it. And you're like, I'm a bit done, you know? Like, I'm kind of over. I don't really want to do this next big thing. And everyone's like, Yeah, but you're in the middle of it. It's supposed to be hard recently i've like stepped back then massive difference massive massive performance improvement compared to like i'll push all the way to the end and then taper off hard it's like no doesn't so it's like just just step back but step back from everything you know the diet the the early mornings the the early nights Foam rolling, like just everything, and just buddy, do whatever, do yeah, like try something different. Like, I've tried rock climbing this last week, which is so fun. Catch up with your mates at the pub, <laughs> you know, stuff you're too tired to do all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's just like you're either got to train, like, a, you got training that evening or in the morning. <laughs>
1: It's a lot of tips wrapped up in one but i think you could sum it up as like kind of planning for it
0: no having the confidence that is not going to affect your life mm. or your performance because it won't like it just won't like and if you end up having like a whole year off well then you weren't enjoying it like if that if it rolls away from you then yeah but to take confidence just chill out Sweet. i'm telling myself more so no. yeah you're, you're
1: talking <laughs> to you like everyone else is like yeah okay well you should probably do that now <laughs> cool well that's all good right. thanks for that will
0: <laughs> thanks thanks matt all right uh well if you want to learn more about how to structure and periodize your training we spoke a lot about that in our performance master class um, which is i think module four of the six modules in terms of planning periodization for the risk of burnout and overtraining in big events so like an Ironman, man uh, ultra marathon or cyclic series based events like a, a season of running mountain biking cycling so make sure you check that out. PerformanceVantage. dot com or Training Peaks University. See ya.